Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Presented by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Warriors wrap-up, John Dickinson in the driver's seat on a Saturday night with my guy Matt Steinmetz, who's back in the fray here on 95.7 The Game, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Warriors are in the postseason for the seventh consecutive season. They win it tonight at Oklahoma City in convincing fashion. They get it done 110-88 to is the final. Warriors 47-21, and and Matt... Golden State, simply put, they make a statement to the rest of the Western Conference and in particular to the Rockets and the Thunder, who are considered to be the biggest two challengers to the Warriors in the West, that they are still the big boys on the block and they are, when they put their game together, even without Kevin Durant, capable of putting a thumping and controlling a ball game on either one of those two opponents. Well, it's to me, what was more impressive than just tonight's win was their run of the last three. I mean, they beat Denver, they beat Houston, and they won tonight in Oklahoma City. And those are the three toughest matchups they have, pretty much. You might want to throw Utah in there, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. But they just they just ran through them, and, and you're right. And they the last two were without Kevin Durant. Um, and it's I don't want to make anything out of that, but to say that even when this team doesn't have a certain player or is missing somebody, they're still capable on any given night of being the best team in the NBA, even if they might be playing without Durant or a Draymond Green or a Clay Thompson, maybe even a Curry. And it's another game where the Warriors set the tone on the road as opposed to at Oracle Arena. They did it on Wednesday night in Houston in their 106-104 victory over the Rockets. And they did it tonight, 40-27 to at the end of the first quarter. I thought tonight was a night where the Warriors really set the tone in terms of their defense. You look at the shooting numbers for the Thunder as a whole. They shoot 32.3%. They hold Russell Westbrook to 2 of 16. And Paul George, we talked about this on Warriors Live. This is a night where Paul George typically, in my estimation, disappears when the game isn't quite as big without Kevin Durant on the floor. He was 9 for 25. 29 points, but a good good portion of those were in the second half after the game was decided. Uh, Paul George essentially a non-factor on the grandest stage, and I think the Warriors made him a non-factor tonight due to their defense in addition to Russell Westbrook. Well, just getting to Westbrook, 2 for 16, and I'm thinking, has Steph ever shot 2 for 16? And I'm, you know, I'm, not, I'm not saying Steph Curry doesn't have bad games, but two for 16 is really a bad game. Yeah, bad you know game what I'm for saying? Curry is what? Six for 16, five for 16, I mean, maybe honestly, max? A bad game for Curry's two for 13 from three point range. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so, you know, two for 16, you just can't win like that. Not against the Warriors when they have offensive players one through five. And I, I get it that. You know, here's the other thing about the Warriors. They got four scores when they're healthy, but Kevin Durant doesn't play tonight. It's not like you miss a monster score. 
It's more like, hey, all you other three scores, just score six more. And a score loves to hear that, right? Yeah, that's easy. You're right? gonna get you're gonna get four to six more shots. You're gonna get four to six more shots. You're gonna. I mean, it's just it's kind of more fun to play that way. Couple of quick with take- the green light. Couple of quick takeaways from this one, and it is Warriors wrap up. Uh, John Dickinson, Matt Steinmetz were brought to you by Realtor.com here on 95.7 The Game, 888-957-9570. That is the phone number to participate in the program. As you heard on the network R.C. Davis portion uh, of the postgame show with Tim Roy, Steve Kerr, the loss to Phoenix, opened our eyes a little bit, Steve Kerr said. And then the Warriors go into Houston and Oklahoma City, and they put it on them back-to-back. Also, Ron Adams, considering the Warriors' defensive effort tonight to be the best defensive effort of the season. When the Warriors are locked in and engaged and you know, making a point to really focus on that defensive side of the ball, I mean, they become almost unbeatable when they're playing at the level that they played at tonight. Well, the one thing I've said is you can't make too much out of one game. And I felt like last Friday – it was acknowledged that this team wanted to get it together, whether it was Steph Curry or Steve Kerr or anybody, and they did get it together against the Nuggets. And I just think that it's very it, – it's not strange that then they play the Suns on Sunday, they are thinking to themselves, all right, we're, we're back, now we're back. And they realize that night after they lose to the Suns, That's right. We have another level or two that we know we have, but we're not admitting it to ourselves that we have at this point in the season. And I think then after Phoenix, they regalvanized. Yeah, and the Warriors, you look at it. And now they've beaten Houston and Oklahoma City. Trying to give you a second to catch a breath here. Warriors wrap up 95-7 the game. John Dickinson, Matt Steinmetz uh, with you following the Warriors win over the Thunder. 110-88 the final as Golden State improves to 47-21 on the season. And the Warriors taking care of a couple of opponents these last couple of games that they could face potentially in a second-round series and in a conference final series, Oklahoma City slipping all the way down to the five spot in the Western Conference with the Thunder, uh, or with the Rockets, rather, in the three spot. Uh, Denver wound up winning tonight at Indiana, or at home against Indiana, so Denver still keeps pace with the Warriors close to the top. Uh, Golden State holding a one-game lead, so that's not exactly solidified yet. The three, four, five spots aren't solidified yet. The six, seven, eight spots, uh, not quite solidified, but... Uh, the reality for the Warriors, again, this team continues to play just much better on the road. They've won 19 of 23 on the road. They're 19 and 4. Think about that. And their last 23 on the road. And it's their eighth win on the road against a team with a winning percentage of 500 or better. So the Warriors are 8 and 4 on the road against teams that are over 500 this season. For whatever reason, at Oracle Arena, the Warriors just haven't played like they give a rip for the most part, but on the road they get out there and they play like NBA freaking champions. It kind of is understandable at this point in their progression, to tell you the truth. They're 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 beyond needing a home court advantage. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like, well, we're coming home and now we're gonna have our crowd behind it. They they can win anytime, anywhere, uh, in any arena. And I I do think 
that this is one you don't have to think too too hard about. I think when they play at home, they don't just want to win. They want to win special. They want to win in a way that the fans will remember. And, and when they go a, and when they go on the road, they just want to win. And I think in just a way, win the game. And I think in a way, they almost want to win a little bit lazy at home too. They want to win. They want to win special. Well, but I also think there's a combination of they want to win by it's maybe taking the easy way out. Yeah, yeah. You know, put can on we show, can we come out threes. tonight and hit nine threes in the first quarter? So that we don't really have to expend a lot of energy in the first 36 minutes. Yeah. And they're starting to realize now it's time to not even have that mindset, it feels like. But not that they don't know that already. Of course they know it. They've won three titles in four years. And that's why they've earned every benefit of the doubt that they get. They just do until they lose. And that's the way it should be. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570, Warriors wrap up here on 95.7 The Game with John Dickinson, Matt Steinmetz. The Warriors have clinched a playoff berth for the seventh consecutive season. That's a franchise record, Steiny. So for all the records that this team seemingly sets on a night-in, night-out basis, that is a new one. For, uh, seven consecutive years in the postseason. Previous record, six straight, and you got to go all the way back to 1947 through 1952 when the Warriors made it to the postseason for six consecutive years. Uh, The championships obviously are unprecedented, and we all acknowledge that almost daily here on 95.7 The Game, but just the the excellence of being a consistent playoff team and a good team in the NBA, here they are, best they've ever been. Exactly, and that's the way I look at it, J.D. You know, I've I've been around for decades, you know, more than three or four I mean, how many times did they make the playoffs before 2013? Right. When you were covering the team, like three. Well, well they <laughs> go they, back to 1990. Uh, 95-ish was okay. Weber, and then the dry spell yeah. came until we believe, yeah. which was 2006, exactly. 2007. There are so, a lot of people that only know the one, right? And then basically what they we've missed. Seen. They missed the playoffs for 12 years. We believe, and then they missed another five, and so. Seven straight years, it was I, – I can't stress to the younger fans enough, what the Warriors are doing right now was unfathomable to people who are older than them. Because it's not like, oh, well, the Lakers, they've had a – you know, they've had a great history in the NBA. And guess what? They're winning again, the Lakers. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, the Warriors – Are the Lakers. Have never won. Yeah. Never won. They knocked on the door. They won it decades and decades ago, and they've been a nice little franchise. But now they are the Lakers. It's pretty. It's. Uh, I mean, for me personally, it's incredible to have seen the team go from the periphery of the NBA to the absolute center of the NBA. We mentioned Russell Westbrook. He finishes two for sixteen, zero for seven. He made that many shots. Three point range. Yeah, oh. one point one for fifteen. So oh. he hit his last shot to finish two for sixteen. Uh, the you look at the starting lineup and the battle of the starters, and the Warriors just dominated the game. Uh, the Warriors and Russell Westbrook had seven for the night. Think about that. Seven points for Russell Westbrook. Ferguson, two. Adams, nine. Jeremy Grant had 11. Paul George had as impotent a 29 points as you'll ever see in an NBA game. Nine for 25 shooting. He did it four threes, but three of them, I believe, were in that third quarter that were essentially meaningless to the outcome of the ball game. I mean, the Warriors just dominated, and Clay Thompson, 
you know, nine for 21, he knocks down three shots. But the, the job that Clay Thompson does defensively on Russell Westbrook, I think, continues to be something that you have to, to focus on when these two teams meet head to head. When Clay's locked in, you know, he's, he, he's a handful for Russell Westbrook. Oh, absolutely. And the other thing, JD, is if, if you're a superstar, a superstar, and many think Russell Westbrook is, you can't go two for 16. You, you just can't. I mean, you've got to find a way to go five for 18 and get to the line 13 times. You, two for 16 at home against the best team, you know, in the league just can't, just cannot happen. And then you, you're right. You parlay it with a nine for 25. They have no chance. Yeah, the best two players for the Thunder were rendered useless by the Warriors tonight. And, then, and, and the third best player in Steven Adams. And, you know, DeMarcus Cousins got the better of him as well. This is kind of what I wonder is, did the did the Thunder come out tonight and you and I talk about it and say, you know what, they still just don't. They still think they can just go out there. Maybe things are going to click and they'll beat the Warriors or on a given night. Or... Did the, are the Warriors just so good that they can stifle Oklahoma City even when they're saying, let's go out and give it our all? I think it's a combination of both. Okay. I really do. I think. I don't know. I think it's, it's partly that the Warriors locked in. I think it's also Oklahoma City doesn't have nearly enough weapons. They don't have nearly enough skill. They don't have nearly enough shooting. And this is something that I actually had kind of wondered about just watching them against other teams. I mean, let's be honest. They hadn't played the Warriors since the night before Thanksgiving. I mean, you got to go all right. the way back to think about that. I mean, that was, what, almost four months ago. That was last... when the Warriors were all banged up, yeah, and I think Oklahoma City ran them out. And the Warriors didn't have Curry, and they didn't have Draymond Green on that night. They did have Durant. They did have Clay Thompson. But, yeah, the Thunder ran them out. Uh, but So that game's essentially you throw it out, and then on opening night when these two teams played, Russell Westbrook didn't play. So you throw that game out. And, yeah, the Warriors probably win that game – head up if everybody's full strength for full strength. But the Warriors wind up winning that game back on opening night on, on ring night. But you look at it and, and you, you're thinking, all right, what can you take away? Well, to me, the thing you can take away is the Warriors just have so many more weapons and so much more margin for error. I mean, o- Oklahoma City has to have Westbrook and Paul George play efficiently. And if they don't play efficiently, as they didn't tonight, and again, I'm giving the Warriors credit for the way they defended those guys if the Warriors can make those two players inefficient, then they're going to blow Oklahoma City out, and that's exactly what happened tonight. The Warriors finished the game with their largest lead, a 22, in a 110-88 final. Well, and after the Warriors beat Houston the other night, one of the things I'd been thinking was, well, what about when they do have all four guys? You know, What happens when Cousins gets fewer shots and everybody's just got to make do with less? Well, I'm looking at tonight. They only had two scores tonight, in essence. If you only uh, give up 88. Right. No, but I'm talking about the Warriors. No, that's Curry what I mean. had 33. Thompson had 23. Now, Cousin, what I'm saying is Cousins had t- uh, 12 on 5 of 11. Well, but, tonight, I thought, but I thought Cousins was fine. He was good tonight. He was really I mean, he was good. really good. I think the last two games he's been really good. That's kind of what I'm talking about. Tonight's yeah, the quintessential yeah, DeMarcus Cousins game of... He can get you 12 and 8 and 6 assists no and a couple of steals. And I think he had a couple of blocks, too. 
Yes, Tonight's did. that quintessential game where Cousins can kind of use his body against Adams and clog it up, and and he doesn't have to be twenty and ten, and he can still be more than enough See, that's to help why, you win a playoff game or a playoff series. And that's why we were kind of talking about Cousins and what's going to happen and how much is he going to be worth. I look at a game like tonight. Yeah, I know he was great against Houston, but I look at a game like tonight and think, you know what? Yep, I think he's back. Why? Because he did a little bit of everything tonight. 12 points in 20, you know, he's going to play 35 minutes or 34 minutes most nights, so that's an 18-point night. He had eight rebounds, that's 10, six assists. You're right. I mean, he... Like, those numbers in a 27-minute box score are legit. That's where I think maybe you're another team saying, you know, he's going to be our starter next year. He's going to be able to do a lot of things. Warriors wrap-up brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search with Matt Steinmetz. I'm John Dickinson, 888-957-9570, We're talking to you after the Warriors Beat the Oklahoma City Thunder 110 to 88. I think a couple of statement wins for the Warriors in these last two games, if you want to weigh in on that. Uh, and, you know, if you want to weigh in on the elephant in the room as well, we haven't really talked about it to this point. It's the fact that the Warriors have beaten a couple of their top competitors in the Western Conference without Kevin Durant these last couple of games. You make anything of that, nothing of that. I believe it's 23 of the last 24 now where the Warriors have won without Kevin Durant. Anything? Something? Everything? I think it's a fair question. 24 games is is not a small sample size. I, first of all, the Warriors are not better without Kevin Durant. I think that's ridiculous. Uh, I also think on a night like tonight and on Wednesday – you know, they were they were just due to play well anyway. I guess what you're asking, J.D., is you think the Warriors are trying to tell K.D. in a way, we're fine without you, we're, we're good with you, we're good without you? Maybe. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't really I don't, think it's a conscious I don't effort think so to either. say that. I don't think so either. I mean, I think they like Kevin Durant for the most part. I think it, it – what I think it really is more than anything is, hey, we're going out there tonight – we're missing KD, all right? It's not that we need to show everybody we can play without him. More like he's a darn good player, maybe our best player, we maybe our pl- second we best. We don't, it up we, don't, we don't think about it like that. We just know we got to, you know, we're going to Houston, Oklahoma City, back-to-back. We better come to play. I'm going to steal this tweet from Anthony Slater, but it's a note that, that obviously is a fact. Uh, he tweeted out, strange warrior season, and I, I think we would both agree, 10 home losses, 5 by 20 or more, but they've won at Milwaukee, Boston, Philadelphia, Houston, Oklahoma City, and Denver. And a couple of those in blowout fashion. They've really controlled all of those games as well. They controlled the game tonight, blew out the Thunder, they blew out Denver, Milwaukee they controlled, Boston they played a winning game. Philadelphia they controlled. Houston they controlled, even though they only won by two. I mean, wow. I mean, look, if the Warriors win it this year, J.D., two or three, two or three years down the line, we're going to look back at this and say, of course. Why didn't we see it? 
anytime they needed to make a statement, they made it on the road. You know what I mean? It almost it's almost the last chapter of I don't want to say last, but you know what I mean? I mean, what what's left for a great team to do other than just go on the road and beat the second best team and the third best team? That were that's worth more than when the second best team comes into your arena and wins if you're the first best team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I totally get that. I, I totally get it. And I think, look, the Warriors, I mean, if this year goes down, this also might be the year where the Warriors wind up having to open the NBA Finals on the road for the first time in the Steve Kerr era. If they wind up playing Milwaukee or Toronto, and I know it's still up in the air between them and Toronto right. as far as you know who's going to host that series, but – you know, Milwaukee, they have a significant lead over the Warriors, and Toronto has a slight lead over the Warriors right now. We'll see how it plays out down the stretch. But if the Warriors wind up playing one of those two teams, I mean, this might be the first time in, in five years that they have to open the finals on the road. Well, you know what? If the Warriors have to open the finals on the road, I mean, it's either going to be in Toronto where they played overtime without Curry and Draymond and damn near won a game where they didn't play all that well, minus Kevin Durant going off. Or it's going to be a Milwaukee where they're playing a team that's never been in it before, and they, they controlled the game with one of their better defensive efforts of the year back let, in early December. Let me ask you a question. If you were if And this is going to sound crazy, but if you're a team like Toronto or Milwaukee, I almost think you got a better chance of knocking off the Warriors uh, – not having home court. Well, I'll tell you what my first thought Not is. Not having home court. I'll tell you what my first thought is, and you know where I'm going with this, because I was right there with this as it pertained to the Rockets last year, and the Rockets wound up proving me wrong, and, and again, credit to them for doing it. But I see a team like Milwaukee that hasn't won a playoff series with this group yet. Right. I see a team like Toronto that has... But they will have won... They won't want a couple at that point, but they will never have been at the level the Warriors have been no, at for well, four straight years. Well, and same thing nobody, with Toronto. Toronto's won has. the playoff series, but they haven't won. You know, they haven't they haven't made it to the finals yet. They have Kawhi and Danny Green. They're a little different team. But here's where I'm coming from on that. I could see the Warriors going on the road and winning Game One because they're just the more, you know ready-to-go team right. being in four NBA Finals. And then I could see that snowballing into, well, you win game two because you won game one. You know, the, the other team kind of freaks out. And the Warriors are the better team. And they and then you win game two, and all of a sudden you're looking at a sweep. I'm just thinking if I'm a Warriors – yeah, along those same lines. If I'm a Warriors opponent and I'm Milwaukee and I know I'm an underdog – like, does I don't want to play the role of favorite well, if right, I'm an underdog, exactly. which is what you're going to be. And does anybody think that the Warriors – I mean, seriously, think about that. What, what would the odds be that the Warriors, if they play Toronto or, or Milwaukee and they don't have home court advantage, what would the odds be that the Warriors come home, you know, don't come home with at least one of the two? I mean, right? Everybody in the, everybody in, everybody in the country would think the Warriors are going to win at least one of the first two. If you're like you'd be stunned if you believe the Warriors wouldn't win one of the first two in either scenario. I mean, I'm thinking of it as though if I'm Milwaukee and I'm playing the Warriors, and I have to, what, what do you? What is easier to must you you must win two games at home <laughs> or you win one or two on the road? I'd I'd be like, it's give almost me, give me one and two on the road against it, the war. Uh, one and one. I'm sorry. 
give me one and one rather than two and oh, because two and oh against the Warriors anywhere is really hard. Right. Just give me one anywhere. No, I, I think you're probably right about that, especially given the fact that at least this season, for whatever reason, the Warriors have almost let up on yeah. the home floor where it's been easier to beat them on the Oracle Hardwood. 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570. We can hear from the fans. When we hear from the fans, it's always brought to you by Nation's Giant Hamburgers, the best since 1952. It is Warriors wrap-up. It is Matt Steinmetz, along with John Dickinson, right here, brought to you by Realtor.com on 95.7 The Game. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson, Matt Steinmetz, that's right. J.D. and Steiny, Warriors Wrap-Up here on 95.7 The Game following the Warriors' 110-88 victory over the Oklahoma City Thunder. Golden State 47-21 and on the year. You know, one note we do need to acknowledge here, Steiny, DeMarcus Cousins, uh, he left the game in the fourth quarter with a sore right ankle. It doesn't seem serious, but he did leave the game. I mean, any reason for concern there with DeMarcus Cousins? Well, yes and no. I mean, of course, because he's coming off an injury uh, of that nature. But no, in terms of the Warriors, they know how to dot their I's and cross their T's with this kind of stuff. And, you know, I, how many times over the last four or five years has there been an injury We've kind of worried about it, projected, what do you do if this or if that? And the reality is is that the Warriors' medical staff is is very, very good, and I'm going to believe that things are fine until they're not. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And if anything, the last couple of games show you the Warriors obviously going to be careful. Uh, they, they've let Kevin Durant take a seat here. The last couple mm-hmm. of games, and now it looks like he's going to be back on Monday night with DeMarcus Cousins. I think it's a situation where you'd probably rather have Andrew Bogut with you on this trip and ready to roll if you want to give Cousins a night or maybe two off. But the Warriors, regardless of the situation, if they feel Cousins needs a couple of exactly. nights, they're going to give him a couple of nights. Exactly. And if that winds up meaning he, meaning he doesn't play till Thursday when the Warriors are back home or a week from tonight when they take on Dallas, and then they play the Pistons a week from tomorrow. Right. So be it. You'll get Andrew Bogut into the fold maybe Thursday, and if you got to play a game or two without him. Thank you. You're I, probably going to give him a, one of those two next games off anyway. Yeah. I mean, what's the worst thing that could happen? You have to play the next two games relatively small, and you lose, but you know Cousins is healthy and Bogut's on his way. I mean, those are the kind of easy decisions that a back-to-back champion has to make. 888-957-9570. That's the phone number to participate in the program if you wish to do so. Warriors Wrap-Up brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. I thought Clay Thompson tonight, Matt, was terrific. Uh, 23 points. He was a plus 22. His defense against Russell Westbrook, tremendous. He hit 3 of 8 from 3. It was just the typical Clay Thompson, understated yet extremely powerful game. I'm going to get your thoughts on Clay, Steiny, but first... Let's go ahead and hear from Clay Thompson in Oklahoma City following the Dubs 110-88 victory over the Thunder. Beat you from the outside because when he's getting to the rim, attacking, that's when everyone else is getting involved at their when they're at their best. 
do you feel this is uh, one of the, if not one of the best, the best uh, defensive performers of the season? For the team? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, what we held them to, like, under 35% shooting, and they got, you know, some great scores over there, and that's definitely up there. How important was it to try and set that tone early? Because it looked like you guys came yeah. out with that intention. We did. I mean, the game wasn't as fast as you want it to be sometimes, but you can, when it's, when it's not that much transition, you can really lock in on defensive end, especially half-court sets. Obviously, they have a two-headed monster over there, so you try to take those two out as much as possible and make, you know, their role guys beat you. You love playing in this building? I enjoy playing in any building, anywhere, honestly, um, especially with the crowds we get. Uh, it's so fun being able to play in front of 20,000 every night. It's a real blessing. Not a lot of NBA teams experience that, so to be able to do it for the last four or five years, it's uh, I don't take it for granted. But I do, yeah, I like this building, too. Good history. They always bring out the crowd. It's fun. What did you enjoy about the banner with Russ? What's that? What did you enjoy about the banner with Russ? We didn't talk that much. I mean, he's competitive, and I'm sure you see guys get frustrated and lash out. It's happened on our team. It happens on their team. It happens with every NBA player. It's nothing new. What do you like about the new rotations that are pairing you with Cousins? Uh, I mean, he's still good on the block. We play through him a lot, and you saw what he's capable of these last two games as far as running the offense through him. It can propel us to wins. The playoffs are right around the corner, and we want to go in on a nice little winning streak, and we've started one so far. All right, Clay Thompson after the ball game, and yeah, I mean the Warriors on a night where you're going to play that well defensively. You, know, you were making the comment while we were listening to Clay, and I was trying to do the math in my head. I mean, you look at Curry's 33, you look at Clay's 23, and then you think, how the heck did they get to 110? But they did because there were a lot of 12s and 9s and 7s and 8s and 6s and then a couple of 2-2-2s along the way, and the Warriors wind up getting it done. I think so much of this is when you look at the bench, if they're not in negative numbers, chances are it's going to be a good night for the Warriors because they've got a great starting five. Well, and I did the math in my head here while we were talking, and I I could be off because I wasn't great at math, but I, I counted 31. For the Warriors, I got 11 and 14, 25 and 6. I got 31, oh, you mean off the bench. 31 bench points. 31 bench points is fantastic. Yeah. I thought, I think the and best guy off the bench. And I I'm not, exactly. Uh, I thought Quinn Cook was really good tonight. Really good. Score. You know, it's one thing to, to play in the NBA and play 12 minutes and make a three here and there. But there are times when... Certain threes are more important than others, even if they are in the second quarter of a game. Yeah. Last two games, Quinn Cook's made a couple of big threes. Exactly. Exactly. He's only made three total. But we say, oh, Quinn Cook made big threes. Somebody might say, is there such a thing as a big three in the second quarter? Yeah, there kind of is. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, Alfonso McKinney has hit a couple of big threes in the last two games. Yes, you're right. It's not a matter of the total, like you say. It's a matter of when you hit them. No doubt. And I think those two, the last couple of games, have hit. Three or four, four or five big threes between the two of them. I, I agree with that. Uh, and we, we talk about this with the bench. It's, you know, you don't necessarily need uh, Jordan Bell to come off the bench and play 13 consistent minutes. No. I mean, that that would be great. you take that. But you know what you need him to do is if he's going to play 12 minutes, give me three to five plays that I remember on the positive side, even if – you're struggling in other areas. 
888-957-9570. Warriors wrap-up brought to you by Realtor.com. With Matt Steinmetz, I'm John Dickinson. Warriors win it. 110-88. That's your final from Oklahoma City. Chesapeake Energy Arena, which might as well be called the place the Warriors own at this point <laughs> uh, when you look at the way the Dubs played tonight. Only visit for the Warriors to Oklahoma City in the regular season. That's just you know one of two Western Conference arenas that the Vor- that the Warriors will only visit one time. The other, do you know off the top of your head? They're, I'm that, sorry, that, one more time. The I only was... the only Western Con- there's only two Western Conference arenas. The Warriors will only visit once. Oklahoma City is one. There's one other one, and the Warriors haven't been there yet for their one visit. They haven't been there yet. Yeah, they only go there once. Oh, well, that's clearly a little, little, little uh, trivia question at 909. Uh, I mean, that's obviously. Hey, bing bong, it's 909. That's Memphis. Uh, they haven't been to Memphis, but they actually go to Memphis twice. In oh, really? A, in a lot. And they actually, oh, Dallas. And believe it or not, no, they, they, they've been to Dallas. They've been to Phoenix. Guess what? They actually go to Memphis twice. They haven't been there. They, they actually haven't been to Minnesota yet either. But they go there twice. So it's there's actually three Western Conference cities the Warriors haven't been to yet at all. And the one that they only play. But there's only one that they only play there once. Do you know who it is? Yes, I actually do now. Okay. Sacramento. No, no, they've already been to Sacramento twice. Uh, uh, oh, yes, I do. The Pelicans. Yes, New Orleans. By the way, dude, you are a schedule guru. By the way. April 9th. Did you see how the Pelicans lost tonight? I did not. Oh, my god. Did goodness. they lose? The Pelicans were in overtime against Phoenix. Talk <laughs> about bad home losses. Pelicans in overtime against Phoenix, down three, and Josh Jackson hits a three to tie the game at 136. Pelicans call timeout in overtime with under two seconds to go. Yeah, I have to. I mean, get the ball half court. Pelicans don't have a timeout. Uh-oh. Technical foul. Suns go to the line. They win the game right there. Uh, Alvin, Coach Gentry, uh, my office. Yeah, it's a tough loss. Tough loss. Alvin Gentry actually got an extension, I think, last year. Got an option picked up. or anyway, He he did well with his time in New Orleans. He absolutely did well with his time in New Orleans. But his time ended, I think, effectively. (laughs) If it hadn't ended already, it, it probably ended tonight. I think so. 888-957-9570. Hey, we're going to hear from Stephen Curry. We're going to hear from Draymond Green. As the Warriors win tonight in Oklahoma City, they get it done 110-108. to 108. But before that, let's get to our play of the game. It's time for the play of the game. He got it! Now, here's the play of the game. Warriors don't have numbers, so Iguodala will wait. Thompson catches, drives down, and dunked it! He dunked it flying high in the air! I think he surprised Steven Adams. Yeah, he did surprise Steven Adams. How about that? Tim Roy, Jim Barnett on the call. Hey, know that play of the game? When Steiny and Guru call for it Monday morning right here on 95.7 The Game, 10.30. Steiny and Guru, of course, every day right here at 10 to noon. On 95.7 The Game. Stein, he's gonna, he, you're going to ask the people, hey, 10.30, let's do that play of the game. Know it. Right. And if you know it, you win, what, 100 bucks? 100 bucks, unless somebody had gotten it wrong beforehand, oh, which and they, happens oh, oh, infrequently. Oh, so it mounts. So, oh. it, so it builds like the, the trivia takedown builds. It mounts like a horseback so rider, So what is it up JD? to right now? Is it at 100 or 
this one only gets up to basically 200. Most people always know the play of the game. It's not like Warriors trivia take. But is it at 100 or 200 right now? Do you know? We'll check with John. It's at 100. Okay. It's I'm sure. All right. It's with... safer to say 100 just because. It's at least 100. It's at 100. It's at least 100, but listen Monday. And if you're listening to Monday morning, it might be a little more than 100. All right. It's J.D. and Steiny. Warriors wrap-up. We're brought to you by Realtor.com. We're rolling on here, the home of home search on 95.7 The Game. Warriors wrap-up continues on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson, Matt Steinmetz, Warriors wrap-up. We're brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Warriors win again. They get it done in Oklahoma City, 110-88. The final, before we get to Draymond Green from Oklahoma City, we're going to hear from Tucker in Walnut Creek, who joins us on the phone lines as we hear from the fans. Brought to you by Nation's Giant Hamburgers, the best since 1952. Tucker, you were on 95.7 The Game. What's up, Tucker? Hey, fellas. Thanks for taking my call. You know, uh, in recent years, OKC, they're so good at hating KD. You know, <laughs> and they just they ramp up. And I wonder if they're so fickle that, you know, KD's out. And they they just show up and they just they don't have anybody to hate on. And so the crowd, I don't know, if they were a big factor tonight. And, and then the, if the players beat on that. and I mean, the whole, you know, they were just, they were all flat, the fans and, and the team. I don't think the crowd was a big factor tonight, Steiny. I'll say this, and I said it on Warriors Live before the game. I think Paul George not going up against Kevin Durant, I, I think I think that loses some of its luster for him, and he was he was terrible tonight. You know what tonight was for the Oklahoma City Thunder fans? Like it was for Warrior fans those five or six games this year when they got blown out by 20 points. Yeah. That's really what tonight was. It was a bummer in Oklahoma City because yeah, the Warriors – Took it from them right away. Yeah, and you're thinking at that point, if you're Oklahoma City, hey, the Warriors are coming in, no Durant. If you're a Thunder fan, you're thinking, okay, yeah, we don't get to boo Durant or or put up our silly cupcake signs or whatever the heck, but you're thinking, well, hey, the Thunder got a better chance to win. Uh-uh. Honestly, I, uh-uh. I, 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 I want to uh-uh. do more studies on that when a player is out for another team. because Like the Ewing effect? Well, just th- these guys play 82 games. How aware are they? Oh, Durant's not playing tonight, so this, that, the other thing. Uh, but if you go up and down the roster, I wonder. I mean, because a lot of NBA players, they just they approach every game the same, whether the star on the other team is on the is, is playing or not. Some some do. Let's go ahead and hear from Draymond Green. It was a nice effort from Draymond Green tonight. Nine points, eight boards, six assists. Your typical Draymond Green steal, a block, a plus 17 in the middle of everything. How about Draymond Green knocking down three three pointers tonight? Three for four for Draymond Green. He gets it done, and we hear from Dre after the game from OKC. Different focus in their eyes. You see a different focus of fire in our players' eyes, um, and that's important. You know, the training staff been locked in. Like, everybody's been locked in since that loss. And it, like I said, it comes at a good time for us. I think we got 13, 14 games left. You know, it's the right time to start playing well and try to, you know, roll on into the playoffs feeling good. 
Oh, it was fantastic. Uh, you know, obviously Clay. You know, no matter who he's guarding, he's always up for the challenge. Um, you know, but he did a great job. You know, on Russ tonight, uh, being into the ball, uh, not giving him anything easy, picking and choosing his spots, and when the pressure, when to drop back, kind of try to keep him off balance a little bit. Uh, he did a fantastic job on him. Yeah, I think so. Uh, there's not many guards this lead that's better than Clay defensively. Uh, I think so. You said that early when DeMarcus first came, he was in a training camp. This is like his first training camp. Do you think that this he's kind of out of that and kind of really getting the rhythm? With yeah, the yeah, he's starting to find his rhythm. Uh, you know, he's starting to find that confidence in his game again. Uh, we're, you know, we're starting to see what, you know, what he's capable of. Obviously, we already know he's been doing it for years, but, uh, you know, on this team, um, you know, he, we haven't saw it. And so it's starting to come together, and it's coming together at the right time. He, he made a play, like, really tight window on those passes tonight. Do you guys, are you guys starting to use his passing? Well, we're just starting to use him more overall. Uh, you know, the more comfortable you get, the more you trust him with the ball, the more you realize that, things that he can do. And so, uh, you know, it's just a matter of growing together um, and figuring each other out, which, you know, it takes time to do that. And, you know, we're, we're working on it. Uh, what do you think he's showing specifically with all these center matchups that he's had? Uh, no one can stop him. Same that we knew years ago. Starting to see it again. At Draymond, it's not official Draymond Green press conference unless we got to bleep something out. We had to bleep something out right there. It sounded there. like it was the only, the S word, though. That's all good. Yeah. It's all good. That happens. Draymond just putting his imprint on the game in so many different ways. He, he did tonight. He does. Yeah. It was, a, it was an impressive win by the Warriors tonight. If you're a Warrior fan and you want to be optimistic, you can absolutely be optimistic because this team looks like it is back to unequivocally being the best team in the Western Conference. Hey, let's get to Aaron and Oakley. Aaron wants to join us here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. We've got about two minutes left. Hey, Aaron. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up? Hey, what's going on, guys? I, I got a, a quick question, just a thought in my mind. You know when you were a kid and there was, there was a team that was better than you and beat you all the time, but you still felt like, I could beat those guys. Those guys aren't better than us. I kind of get the feeling that the Oklahoma City or Russell Westbrook Thinks that they're still better than Steph Curry. They they were that close to beating them and going to the finals. And they lost, and then KD left. And without KD, they kind of said, "Oh, we got these guys. We're better than these guys." Especially Paul George. And I I think they kind of laid an egg with that kind of thought process. Uh, what do you guys think about that? Steiny, yeah. What do you think about that? I think he may have a point. What? Westbrook's not the kind of guy that likes to give in. Under any circumstance. All right, that's going to do it for us. Big win for the Warriors. Warriors win at 110-88. They get it done 40-27 in the first quarter. They outscore the Thunder by five in the second. Uh, they, they outlast them 23-17 uh, in the fourth. And they get it done 110-88. Warriors and the Spurs, Monday night, right here, 95-7 the game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.